another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with you back for another episode of Roach Coach, creating this new metal canon one album at a time. This week, we got a hot one, boys and girls. We got Woo! a hot one. We got a hot one because we're talking about a band who wasn't thinking about search engine optimization. <laughs> they were thinking <laughs> about just getting the message out. That band, that band is called Jerk. Love it. Lauren, we are talking about their album, When Pure is Defiled, but That's right. you and me, we can't do this alone, baby. Cannot. Cannot. And this week, reached out, reached out into the world and knew there was only one man who could help us all the way out. In beautiful Australia, it's one Gareth Davies. Gareth Davies, woo, gentlemen, how are we? Oh. <laughs> we're doing well. We're doing well. Should, Gareth, we're just I... we're, we're just gonna say it. You have a true broadcaster's voice. I hear my voice, mm. and I just hear nails on a chalkboard. Your beautiful tones come at me in these ear in these ear holes. Yes, love it. Love every That's moment of it. I think it's the accent. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, I just sound like me to me. But when I talk to Americans, they're just like, oh, accent. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's really something. It is I, truly I, something. And I have I, not I, met yeah. a lot of Australians in my life. That, that is true. It, it is a rarer thing in the Detroit area to meet Australians. So, mm, yeah, I yeah. can say that. Yeah, Gareth, I had uh, you had initially sent us a little uh, snippet of audio uh, just to sort of like, hey, this is what I sound like. Uh, you know, played it for Jenny. Jenny's like, put him on the show, like immediately. I was like, what about the content of what he's talking about? She's like, no, 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 it doesn't matter. Voice is great. <laughs> then so you I got the Jenny for- bump immediately. Immediately, it's a ringing endorsement. Immediately. Then I, I played it for our friend Ashley, who was recently on the show. She's like, yeah, yeah, Australian accent. 100%. Put them on. Put them on. What are you waiting for? And I was like, okay. All right. Okay. It's so we're just search engine optimizing this episode based on your accent. Yeah. Based on your accent, Done. this is going to be the hottest one. But Gareth, we're really thrilled to have you on. Totally. Uh, you've been Absolutely. a longtime supporter of the show, a true road rider for life, which we greatly appreciate. Always lots of great insight in the comments and the emails. And so we knew bringing you on to talk about Jerk, I mean, you sent me an email with links aplenty so many wonderful things so i'm hyped to talk about this band before we dive in though i mean gareth for people who don't know you from the comments section you don't know you like um i guess what is your what's your new metal background what's your new metal journey okay so um new metal wise i am probably a reformed hater back in the day um i would argue till i was blue in the face that bands i liked like system of a down and uh, Mudvayne were not new metal. And I would say, yeah, Limp Biscuit, definitely, definitely new metal. Hate it. Get it out of here. I, I've mellowed a little bit as I've gotten older. Um, I've probably had a similar journey to Matt in that I've kind of, you know, been like, ah, oh, fuck this shit. Yeah. Um, but as I've gotten older, I'm like, actually, this is, this is kind of good. I've kind of come to see new metal as... Um, almost like metal without gatekeepers. So it's kind of like the stuff that, you know, the old metalheads look at and go, no, not metal, not metal. You can't have rapid metal. You can't have clean boys, too much production, all that sort of stuff. Um, That stuff all lands with me and that's kind of how I see new metal. And um, yeah, now love it, love it. 
Beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. I, you know, that's a good point. Yeah, it is metal without the gatekeepers because that's that's always been the thing. It's like new metal. We'll take it all, man. Anybody, anybody who's around, bring it in. You know, because you know what? You got to get that green because we got to be putting that food on, on our your family. family. Absolutely. We have a new t- and you just introduced a new tagline that I cannot believe we have not taken advantage of, Lauren, which mm-hmm. is. Roach Coach takes you from turn that shit off to turn that shit up. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, there so there it is. So this week, yeah, we are talking about Jerk When Pure is Defiled, released, according to Wikipedia, April of 2003. Does not give me a specific date, um, unless, Gareth, you might have one. The date's hard to nail down. I've seen 17th of April. I've seen 21st of April. I've seen 19th of April. But, you know, whatever it is, we're pretty much recording on the 20th anniversary. So, yeah, happy birthday, Jerk. Happy birthday, Jerk, you come down record, you. (laughs) Wow, that's incredible. It is indeed the 20th anniversary of when pure is defiled, which is, I'm going to say right now. That means that they're right in the pocket for the Roach Coach bump. That's right. Jerk reunion. Let's go. Jerk. We're going to do two shows and we're going to perform when Pure is defiled in its entirety. Market. Fucking market. It's happening. <laughs> Where are these guys from? And hopefully they're all still alive. Yeah, they're all still alive. Uh, they are from Sydney. They uh, formed there in either 98 or 99, depending on what you read. Um, they had an original lineup uh, with uh, a couple of different guys in what we'll see on this album. Um, we had the original lineup. The core of the group is kind of uh, a fella called Lamar Loder or Louder. I'm not actually sure how to say that. Uh, and Jonathan Devoy. They kind of got together. Uh, Jonathan Devoy used to be guitars. Lamar is drums production. And they used to have a couple of guys. So they formed with a vocalist called Mick the Lip Matral, which is great name uh and ross emson on bass they did record one song with that lineup which is on the cut soundtrack cut was a slasher movie released about 2000 and it's a slasher movie about making a slasher movie it's um Mm. yeah it 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 looks like a good watch it's got kylie minogue i think she dies in the first five minutes whoa um kylie minogue yeah, yeah, just branching out. In, well, actually, she had Street Fighter, so she's not a stranger. She had Street so. Fighter, and she's the uh, she's the, she's the sprite in um in Moulin Rouge, right? Isn't she in Moulin Rouge? Ooh. I think so. You know, I've never seen Moulin Rouge. You gotta, you gotta see it. It's yeah, so good. Yeah, it's so good. Is and it? I, I love I Moulin Rouge. Wait a second. You really actually like Moulin Rouge, Matt? Are you a Lerman head? Did I not know that you have a soft spot Matt, for Baz Lerman? Matt, Matt, Moulin Rouge. I saw that in college. I was like, this motherfucker snapped. This guy. No one told him no. And then he invented no's in his head to say yes to anyway. The movie is insane. And then the craziest thing is to come out of it and then to go like to look up Baz Lerman And they're like, oh, yeah, that dude's straight, by the way. And you're like, what? Oh, yeah. Crank to 11, going for it the whole time. It's nuts. And then I actually have not seen, like, I didn't see I didn't see the movie Australia that he did, which I apologize, Gareth, that that's a big deal over there. Is that movie important? Uh, yeah, likewise. I've never seen it. There it is. Perfect. <laughs> I, I feel um, like I know Australia 
So, <laughs> oh, yeah. so it seems self-evident it's, it's to just, you? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Kind of speaks I to get itself. It. it would be you know like what, if now, there was a movie called Southeastern Michigan. I could be like, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I've seen it. That's true. I mean, how many um, CVSs are in this movie uh, about Southeastern <laughs> Michigan? It cannot be enough. But here's the thing, Matt. If it had references to Perry Drugs, everyone would be texting you like, you got to see it. They reference oh, you got to see it. They're, they're talking about Arbor and Perry Drugs. Oh, Farmer Jack shows up, dude. You got to fucking watch it. Dude, this if Farmer thing. Jack shows up in a movie, I will be there. Yeah, right? That's, that's how yeah. old I am in this. There. <laughs> oh, once again, hello, Southeastern Michigan listeners. I like how like, we're talking about Australia. We're like, bring it back. Bring um, it. But, yeah, let's, but it, let's confuse Gareth with the most regional references we could possibly possibly make that you couldn't even witness if you came in here today yeah none of these references even land anymore um no so i I skipped that one i skipped uh great gatsby um but then i was back for elvis and i loved elvis horrible Horrible. wow one of the worst films i've seen in my life what what Matt. Number one, what? I'm sorry, Gareth. I, we are if we are roach coaching it up immediately for you. What are you talking about? What are you Dude, talking about? What is Tom Hanks's accent in that? Forget thing? about no 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 no. Whatever. This is the funny thing is that Tom Hanks. You act, people say that as if Tom Hanks is like just overwhelming this movie when this movie is clearly like the Austin Butler performance is overpowering. The sequence when he invents horny, incredible. The sequence when they tell him, don't wiggle a finger, and he's like, I'm wiggling everything, incredible. The final sequence when he's dying, and then they cut from the the recreation to the real one, and you realize how close they nailed it. The recreation of the 68 special, shot for shot, if I could dream, Matt. There's a moment um, <laughs> in this film where they're all gathered around the radio, mm-hmm. and uh, these words are uttered, and I nearly turn the movie off immediately. He's white. <laughs> I was like, "That's when the movie cranks up another <laughs> level." <laughs> this movie sucks. <laughs> well, I guess agree to disagree. <laughs> Uh, I guess we aren't going to be doing go, that Elvis podcast. We go to my it, let me tell you, go to my letterbox because when I w- after I saw that movie, I said, "Baz, go get your Oscar, baby." I was like, "Dude, snapped, snapped on Elvis." <laughs> oh, I'm glad you got to witness that, Gareth, because I cannot believe that just happened. But anyway, jerk. Anyway, when pure is defiled, yeah. come down record. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get into it. I yep. promise. Yeah. 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 Alright, so so bringing it back to Jerk. Um, yeah, Cut is a great movie. Well, I've never seen it. It sounds great. It's a slasher movie about making a slasher movie and it's cursed somehow. So there's this guy and he's like the only survivor of this production of a slasher movie from the seventies because everyone else died. And he's now teaching at film school. And he's teaching at film school and he's like, Hey kids, like I got this film. Um, and it's cursed, and it's kind of half-finished, but if anyone finishes it, then it's going to unleash horror on the earth, and you can't finish it. 
And so what do the kids do? Like, of course they try to finish this thing. They got yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. So they finish it and they get in Molly Ringworld and, um, yeah, it all goes to shit. I think uh, the, the villain is a fella called The Skin Man. Oh, that's a good you know, name. I like that That's one. a good the name. Skin it's man. not a great costume. It's basically just a guy with like a blank face. He kind of okay. looks like Slender Man. But yeah, um, Lamar did a, an instrumental track for that. And the boys in Jerk did a song called Jesus Saves on that soundtrack. And that was their first outing. It's pretty ministry-ish. Okay. If that helps. That's, okay. you know, that's yeah. a decent point of reference. And then shortly after that, they reshuffled their lineup uh, into the classic Jerk lineup. So Jonathan switched from guitars to vocals. They brought in a fella called Charles Celia on guitars. Lino D came in on bass. Lino used to be in a band called the Candy Harlots, who were like a nineties. They I've seen them described as sleaze metal. They're basically like Bogan Bon Jovi. If okay. that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like they just kind of sound like Bon Jovi, but um, you know, the lead singer's got like denim overalls on, but one side's unclipped. And then he's got a Because he's a bad boy. Like a, he's a bad boy. He's got a bandana and he's got um Micro braids is, is that like when you have really, really tight, tiny little braids? But he's a white dude. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. These days we'd call that cultural appropriation, but back in the nineties, it's like, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah, good look, bro. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's that's Lino's first band, uh, and then Lamar is is actually a fella from the US. He has some early production credits with a fella called MC Spider, mm. um, which is actually a pseudonym for. Spider Zombie, brother of Robert Zombie. Oh, uh, shit. Of Power Man 5000. So he was, yeah. you know, hey. early in that scene. In Australia, he worked with a band called Art vs. Science, who were pretty good. He worked with Yothu Yindi. And that's probably my cue uh, to acknowledge the Ngunnawal people, who are the traditional custodians of the land on which I'm recording today, and pay my respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who might be listening. Because, um, yeah, we, we're starting to learn in Australia that um, we're kind of the invaders here and so we're trying to give back a little bit in little ways and just acknowledge the people who um, used to be here. Uh, Yothu Yindi, obviously a, a great example of that. I think, did Yothu Yindi uh, make your shores? I don't believe so. I don't think so. Yeah, uh, had a really big song called Treaty back in the, the early 90s. Uh, a Yolnu, which the Yolnu people are um, sort of up in what we call the Northern Territory. And yeah, they, they had some really big songs here. I'm sure Treaty pops up on like the Encino Man soundtrack or something like that. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah, anyway, right. um, yeah. they were a pretty big deal in Australia. And then, yeah, eventually he sort of sat down and went, um, yeah, let's let's do my own thing. Let's do some industrial slash new slash metal. And, yeah, put together Jerk. So that's kind of their history. Okay. Thank you. That's incredibly wonderfully thorough. Yeah, from what I could find from the uh, Wikipedia, I mean, it looks like they were, yeah, pretty successful. Like, it's, it looks like a pretty decently sized band in Australia. So it seems like they were, I mean, it says here that they were doing support for Manson. They were doing support for ICP, Killing Joke, Disturbed. Wow. Like, it seemed like if anybody big came to Australia, Jerk was like, 
we're gonna we got it. we're gonna we're gonna set you boys up for success. You know, we're gonna we're gonna get this going for you. The big surprise to me was the producer on this record is um one Sean Beaven, who is greatly associated with Nine Inch Nails and Marilyn Manson, God Lives Underwater. Lots of that work. I mean, he works on uh, honestly a, a shit ton of Marilyn Manson stuff, uh, as well as the Downward Spiral. Pretty hate machine. Listen to this. This is a runner. Like this guy was just like, I'm just gonna stay where the heat is for a while. Pretty hate machine. He did mixing, downward spiral mixing, portrait of American family, producing programming, Antichrist superstar production programming and engineering, mechanical animals producer programming engineering, jerk. Then he comes. Yeah, he's coming off of that. Then he goes to jerk. Uh, God lives underwater. Uh, up for, up off the floor album producing back with Manson in 07 for eat me drink me does a bunch of work on Chinese democracy wow. um yeah he also did engineering on the presets album Pacifica which I love that's a great album but also not at all like these other ones is uh are the presets a big deal in Australia yeah presets were really really big on Apocalypto um mm -hmm. yeah they were they were everywhere when that was going on um their later stuff um it, it's probably out there but like that's kind of around the point where i just stopped listening to radio but yeah uh they're they're big they're yeah everyone loves presets it's funny to think of that like oh the presets are all over the radio and it's like the presets here was like i found them from like a pitchfork review and then i saw them open for 11 people uh, opening for the rapture in like 2006 at a very sparsely attended halloween eve show at saint andrew's hall matt oh my yeah everyone went to halloween parties they did not go to that rapture preset show <laughs> so. that's a shame because that would have been a hot show it was an incredibly hot show but it was it was rapture post like it was rapture on the second album as we learned these fairweather fans don't stick around so that second one had jams. It does. Hits. It did. Plus the presets were there. So I don't have to tell you. I don't have to tell you. People are fickle. But it was seriously kind of weird to be standing there with like, I don't know, 20 people, 25 people. And like they're playing House of Jealous Lovers. And you're just like, how is, what is happening? It was insane. Okay. So yeah. So Sean's got quite a, quite a resume here. Oh, he most recently worked with Three Teeth. On their album Meta War, he did programming, recording, mixing, and production. Okay, so these guys have uh, quite quite a history. They've got they've got a big gun behind the boards. They also had some songs in some video games because you gotta get it in the video games. NHL 2004, A Need for Speed Underground. Ooh. Which I feel like we've talked about Need for Speed Underground before. I feel like there's been some other. That was songs. the new metal Need for Speed. Yep. Oh, here it is. I found it. Okay. On this, they had 26 licensed songs, ranging from rap, hip-hop, rock, EDM, and drum and bass, with artists like Nate Dogg, T.I., Lil John and the East Sign Boys, Petey Pablo, Static X, Rob Zombie, Lost Profits, uh-oh, Crystal Method, Junkie XL, Asian Dove Foundation, and BT. And then in there was our boy's jerk. There you go. That's a good uh, list. I think I remember that game. That's the one with like the little John song where he's like, bum, 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 bum. That's right. Like, hey, That's the one. Doing, are you doing the car noises for the car game? 
because yeah, good, good on you, little John. Good on you, little John. Good what? on you. Ah, <laughs> uh, that is perfect. Um, let's talk a little bit. Um, uh, Gareth, you have a physical copy of this album. I do have a physical copy. This is this is kind of a new thing for me. Like uh, these guys somehow just completely missed me back in their prime. I was going back through the timeline and they had an EP in 2001 that was pretty big. At that time, I was uh, working as a games developer. And so I was kind of living at work and not sleeping. And I would go home and just kind of get on the terps with the boys and then go back to work again. So I just wasn't consuming media at that point in my life. Uh, and then 2003, when this album came out, um, yeah, that wasn't a great time for me. I was kind of selling CDs to make rent, and that's not a good place to be. So I get it. Uh, yeah, not not buying new shit at that point in my life. So yeah, these boys just missed me, but I discovered them maybe a year ago, and just went, "Holy shit! Like, what is this? Why have I not found this before?" Little peek behind the curtain: we were initially going to do this album during Jenny's last run, but it was bumped for Honkin' on Bobo. <laughs> so. <laughs> Which I felt uh, was appropriate. It was appropriate. Worth it. it was totally worth, worth it. it. All right. So, yeah. So this album cover here, we've got, they're elaborately, I mean, they're, I got to say their logo is very, um, looks like a, like a piece of mirror maybe that's like been cut into their name. So it makes it seem like very jagged. And then we have like this, when Pure is Defiled is written almost in this way that makes it seem like a ransom note. And then you have what looks to be, I guess, like almost like a phoenix explosion, like a flaming bird of some kind is what I get from this. It's got a skull. Oh, it's got um, a skull. Oh, it does. Oh. coming out of it. Be- beautiful. Beautiful. Any interesting thank yous, no thank yous in the liner notes? I'm glad you asked. Um, yeah, these liner notes are, are pretty pretty good as far as liner notes go. Uh, so we get, we get the rundown of who Jerk are. Uh, and who wrote the songs, who mixed, etc. cetera. Uh, then we get into the thank yous. So I'll just skip over the, the slightly boring ones. They thank uh, Sean Beaven, who in my head is Sean Bevan for some reason, uh, for family and his family for their hospitality and pizza. Uh, Nick Rice at Exposure and Bar Broadway for seeing it first. Uh, Rod Yates at Kerrang. Uh, we get Rolling Stone. Drum Media, which was kind of a local newspaper. I used to love the drum. Um, Channel V and MTV for their continued support and playing our self-made videos early in the game. Mm. Um, Video Hits, which was another sort of music clips show, uh, for supplying the lube to help us fuck the pop stars. So, whoa, that's a got him. That's a world famous. That's a that's a (laughs) you helped me on the dunk, gave me the alley oop. Jerk needs them needs them crates of lube. Send them over. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that pop stars, it's capitalized. So I think it might actually, we used to have uh, pre, like, idol, pre voice, all that sort of stuff. There was a show called Pop Stars, which was basically just, we're going to create a girl group um, oh, from yeah. random people who auditioned. So I think they're specifically talking about those ladies. Um, and those ladies might be unhappy to, to hear that claim. Oh, no. Um, uh oh. <laughs> This is another good one. Brian Schechter for an amazingly debauched evening at Ozfest. All right. Yeah, and then then we get through there, and eventually we get anyone else who supported us when no one else would. That's kind of yeah. like that backhanded thank you, like mm-hmm. it's yeah. thanks to the real ones 
but a big old no thank you to those that don't believe. That's right. Yeah, that that's like the the Guns and Roses fans who stuck with us through all the fucking shit and all those posts. <laughs> all the fucking shit. Yeah, we were there. Um, oh, I see you sitting there. You think you're so cool. <laughs> that's my favorite part of Appetite for Destruction. If it isn't your favorite part, I don't know what to do for you, but oh. Uh, I I can't go past um, see me hit you you fall down because there's like head PE outtakes on broke where Jared is like doing stuff and he just busts out a, see me hit you you fall down and then just loses his shit because he's like uh, uh, did I just that's Guns Roses fuck what am I doing um, anyway we've got got some more uh, so Jonathan thanks uh, Francine Devoy and in brackets he says I told you this would work out. Uh, he thinks Flick, Natalie, Fetus, Marcy, Zot, and his fucked up monkeys. Mm. Uh, all of Anxiety Whispers, um, Sam and Beck, Luke, My Michelle, which, you know, more Guns and Roses references. What else? Yeah, anyone who ever came to a show, brought a CD, or tried to break me down and spit me out, you are the reason I exist. You can't hurt me. Oh, here we go. Lamar uses Macintosh computers because there is no time to fuck around. Yeah, there's no way, baby. That was the catchphrase back in games. the day, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, we not, can't get games on this. There's no time to fuck around. No time no. to fuck around. You, the best you, can... you can barely play Minesweeper on this thing. <laughs> He's like, I can mess around, I guess, and paint. I can get some <laughs> kick-ass fonts, I guess. Yeah, that's about it. Well, there you go. I'm, I think the lube thing's going to haunt me for a while, but that's fine. That's good. Yeah, I mean, their name I, is I, Jerk, I so I get Just it. living up to the name. Living up to the name. So we have that. I got to know, was the physical copy, Would you? was that a big thrift? Was that an original? Do you know how much? Yeah, that was a, an eBay thrift. Um, okay. It cost me 10 Australian dollars, which is oh, maybe 60 Six US dollars, so yeah, that's a pretty cheap shout. Okay, what are uh, what's Australian money called? Does it have a name, or is it are you just dollars too? We're just dollars and cents. We put an AU in front of the dollar sign if we, or an A in front of the dollar sign if we're doing things internationally. Otherwise, it's just yeah, dollars. Same as okay, fair enough. Sometimes, um, sometimes dollary dues. Okay, dollar bucks, our, dollar bucks. All right, you know what, guys? I think it's the perfect time. To dive into these tracks. Let's do it. Oh, How about right. I tell you about this first track? Yeah, man. What we got? It's called Just What You Need.
Guys, we're fucking rocking. We are rocking. <laughs> Matt, if I may read from my notes, riffing and rocking right out the gate. <laughs> this is rock and roll, baby. It is. is. His his voice, A+. Plus. This is I already know the tale of the tape here. This is released in 2003. I don't think there's a huge push for this sound in 2003. Way better than a lot of the the mainstream rock acts that I remember from 2003. This mm-hmm. at least has like it's got the punch. It's fun. The vocalist is gritty and it kind of has Manson-esque flavor in it. Mm-hmm. Like there there's definitely like not only with the the effects that they're using and you know the triggers that they're using on the on the keyboards but like his voice has a just like a underlying manson sound mm-hmm. that is then overrode by his the rest of his voice but like there was a few things where he was saying there and i was like that's that manson effect and that makes sense with beavis at the board that's what I'm calling him now. I don't give you a shit. Beavis? You call him Beavis? Okay. Yeah, I'm calling him <laughs> Beavis at the board. He's like, oh, maybe I use this for a good old, good old Manson. Here you go. Boom. Uh, Gareth, uh, what would you think about this one? I love this. This is this is a big open. I wrote down that it's a swinging open as well because it's Ooh. got that kind of synth mm-hmm. horn behind it and it's yep. kind of you know a bit of sway to it um i'm kind of torn between doing snake arms or doing like inflatable tube man arms and just throwing them up and waving them around um i also wrote that it's boppy horny roots bloody roots oh like a funked mm-hmm. up roots yeah because it's kind of the the cadence of that chorus where he's like i can take your mask away uh just really reminds me of that kind of getting stronger in every way we'll take you to a place etc in roots bloody roots um yeah i'm here for it it's yeah good song this was the the second single of this Mm. album just the production on this uh, really stands out to me as well. There's a, a bit towards the end that I didn't write down a time for, but the brief for it was, we want this to sound like Neo getting unplugged from the Matrix. <laughs> so when there's that scene where it kind of goes down his throat and there's like this glitchy stuff, yep. uh, mm-hmm. these boys have a line where they say, I don't believe in fuck. And when they say fuck, it just kind of splits out and goes <laughs> to like either side of your headphones and splits mm-hmm. up. It's, yeah, it's pretty cool. And I don't know about you guys, but that first Matrix movie is pretty fucking sweet. It's pretty good. It's, it's pretty it's, good. That's, that's a good reference. That's, you know what, pretty good movie. I don't know. If you haven't seen The Matrix. The Matrix. You should definitely, Do it. If you haven't Do seen it. The Matrix, you should check it out. Uh, it's got Keanu and, Reeves in it. And um, then don't watch any of the other ones would be my advice. Yeah, it, it's, what? It's just a, it's just a standalone movie. First Elvis, now with, this. With no sequels. What? Matrix Reloaded? Oh my god. For real. You're doing Freeway a Freeway right? sequence. Freeway sequence. Okay. okay. Freeway. Time freeway. out. They built a freeway. They you don't have freeway. to watch all of Ben-Hur to watch the chariot race. Just watch the freeway sequence from Reloaded. You'll be I'm fine. So mad. I'm fucking furious. Why are you so mad? The movie I, is not very I saw good. Relo- I saw Reloaded three times in theaters. Saw that it twice summer. in the theaters, buddy. And I was like, this is not good. 
wait, I saw it three times because I was loving it. Why'd you see it twice? Now make sure the second time that maybe I was wrong. <laughs> I wasn't wrong. The burly brawl looks like shit, and I can only imagine it's aged worse. I watched it before Resurrections, and I thought it looked fine. I thought it was a lot of fun. They have the bowling sound effect when he throws when he goes through them, throws the guy, Agent Smith through it at one point. I love Matrix Reloaded. It's this whole lot of fun, a lot of good gags, um, a lot of great fights. Monica Bellucci's in it, the hottest woman to ever live. I mean, I don't know. I had a great time. I had a great time, and I'm still having a great time thinking about the freeway sequence. Um, Gareth, I'm sorry that you experienced so much fighting between me and Matt. Normally, we're best of five. It's very rare, but he's just and also we should like we should also point out we should point out the Matrix filmed in Australia. It is all those skylines when he's jumping between buildings, when he's like bouncing off the ground, all that stuff. Uh Sydney, as far as I know, could be Melbourne. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when you watch it, is is it sort of like, oh, that's where I go to like get lunch? Is that what you think when you watch The Matrix? Like, I ate there, something like that. Um, a a little bit. There, there are bits where I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know where that is. That's cool. Uh, I, I had a bad time with the Third Matrix. What, what are your thoughts on Third Matrix? Is tough. Third Matrix. They didn't really pull it off with Third Matrix. That that there was they got too. They were like, we got to really dig into the mythology. And I was like, don't forget about the punching. It's that thing where they create the mystery box. They do a good, great, phenomenal job in the first Matrix of like showing you enough of the mystery box that you can just be okay. But then the second one, they really just want to keep world building and explaining what's happening. And it's like, all right but the third one is just like way up its own ass and it's like mm-hmm. i'm the doorman <laughs> who are you i keep yeah. all the doors here with the door thing so yeah yeah your brain is my brain now we're all brain people that well man, they, are, they was, also te- there will be blood i'm an oil man <laughs> They also tease out at the end of two, uh, at the end of Re- Reloaded, that he's going to be able to do all the Matrix stuff in the real world. So your thought process is, oh snap, that's what's going to happen here. And then you've got Agent Smith inside that bad guy in the real world. So you're like, cool, we're going to have like the real world meets the Matrix in the real life. And they don't do anything with it. They're like, no, 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 sorry, that was just a that was just the cliffhanger we worked in. Uh, so that was disappointing. Remember when Morpheus takes a giant sword and slices it against that SUV that the twins are in? Yes. Um, yeah, that was sick as fuck in Matrix Reloaded. Um, really on one today, man. I am really on one. There's another movie that was filmed in Australia, and I'm I'm really not sure I even want to bring it up because I have a feeling that people might say some shit about it. So I'm gonna keep it to myself. Might bring it up later. Not right now. There's a band we're talking about. Their name is Jerk. And... Here's, here's their second song. Wait, hold on, hold on, man. Hold on. Wait, Wait have you even given your opinion? No, I haven't. Uh, uh, you're I in it wrote... now, Gareth. Welcome to yeah, the yeah. show. Welcome. Welcome. I, I wrote this song, Just What You Need. That was the song. You might remember it. It has a slick, thrashy vibe. I wrote that while it has slight Manson vibes, it is truly new AF. 
I wrote down the lyrics. Don't believe in love. Don't believe in hate. Don't believe in fuck. Beautiful. But I also caught a lot of other bands in there. I caught some LB. I caught some Linkin Park, a little bit of Corn, some filter in there with the guitar and the vocal filter. There's the go wild part at 228. I don't know if that was the part that you were talking about, Gareth. And then I didn't think there were any music videos i didn't for sure i just didn't figure there were any and then i saw that there was one and then what would happen is i'd watch one and then it would say oh you just watched a video by jerk here's another one and i said wait another one guys i was up till 1 30 in the morning watching jerk videos i couldn't believe it they just kept reproducing in the recommended thing on youtube it was nuts so i did watch the video Garrett, did you watch uh the videos for this album i did i did i love the videos for this all the videos i'm just gonna say this are incredible None of them have really been lovingly preserved, so quality level that you'll find is a little, little rough. Just what you need music video, you've got a guy in a full body cast, one eye slit to see out of, and he's being ignored by his two of his nurses. Matt, what type of nurses do you think this guy's got? Ooh, like really fucking sexy nurses? <laughs> That's right, Matt. We got two hottie nurses, and then we morph. Oh, are they There's wearing a like more- a nurse outfit that doesn't even exist anymore that's like white and short Matt, i would say this has never existed i'd say it was made up just for this music video and then never worn again (laughs) but we morph into a party where a guy shows up with his girlfriend and this is all intercut with the band performing the lead singer looking super nosferatu with the morphine effects his eyes are like anime big it's crazy the guys at this party he loses his girlfriend which been there we've all been there you're at a party you don't know a lot of people, but you're there with your girlfriend. You're like, it'll be okay. And then your girlfriend like leaves you. And then you're like, fuck, I don't know anybody here. What am I going to do? So relatable premise, right? He gets confused though. And he runs out and into the street. And I'm like, okay, that's extreme to losing your girlfriend at a party, but okay. Then he realizes he's being chased, keeps running, hits a dead end, realizing who's being pursu- who's been pursuing him. The band jerk. What? That's right. He kneels at their mercy and it smash cuts to a jerk show. And he's in the pit getting knocked around, but he's enjoying himself. And I was like, I love that, that they basically, he like turned around. He's like, please don't kill me. And they're like, listen, we gotta, we gotta meet. There's gotta be enough people at the show. Okay. So you're, you're on the guest list, get in there. And they just cut all that part out. So he's at the show. He's in the pit. He's getting knocked around. He's enjoying himself. And then it all culminates with him waking up from this dream slash fantasy in the full body cast, trying to get out. He starts to break his cast. And I wrote the question, did he get crushed in the pit? And he was remembering? Because that's an interesting premise there. It's like, he's he's at this party. He loses his girlfriend. He gets chased by Jerk. Jerk's like, please come to our show. He goes to the show. He has a great time. But at some point, he sustains such a severe injury that they full body cast him. And then he's reminiscing about it. And then he's like breaking out at the end. Uh, Final note, great video, incredible visuals. I loved it. Strong start to the videos. I was like, okay, show me more. Wow. Okay. Yeah. More than likely filmed in Australia. I think it's safe to say. Pretty good chance. Pretty good chance. (laughs) Pretty good chance. All right. Uh, Are you ready to hear the next one? Yes. Let's get to the second song. <laughs> I've had more drinks than songs. I think I might need to slow down at some point. <laughs> well, here's uh, Love Your Drugs. The band is Jerk. <laughs> the name of the album is When Pure is Defiled. Talk you 
I'm taking it down, but I don't want to, baby. I just got to. Woo! This one, electronic drums, beeps and boops, Barry Manson, very nine-inch nails. This dude is leaning into this vocal, just leaning into it. I very much enjoyed it. I thought it was a a good old time about being really mad at your uh, girlfriend who is a vicious addict. (laughs) But I wrote the shit rips. So what are you going to do? There's also a part of 215 where it's like a siren. I'm like literally there. The song fucking rips, right? Yeah, this is, this is I'm going to say it. This is good as hell. It's good as hell. Gareth. Yeah, I love this. I, I wrote that this song is Bonza. Means means pretty good. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I don't don't know that I, <laughs> I love the vocal treatment at the start, but like those glitchy beats. Back in the day, I was big into. Do you remember intelligent dance music? Ideas, oh yeah, mm-hmm. when that oh, yeah. was a thing. That's oh, yeah. such a fucking shitty fucking genre. Oh, the worst. Like, I love the music, but to to kind of imply that, oh, yeah, like, this is just weird and you can't dance to it. So that makes it intelligent and other dance music, not so much. Um, yeah, like Aphex Twin, Square Push. I also got like the, the drum breakdown from A Perfect Drug at the end. Which yes. Is- mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I love those glitchy beats and I love that the chorus, like it just kind of pulls it back in and then everything's in lockstep. So you get the drums, the bass the guitar and the vocals all just hitting on the same beat with that. Why can't you just like, it's yeah, it, it's good. I felt like there was a bit of a, a childlike innocence to this one. And it almost felt like a, a sort of talking about an addicted parent. Cause it's a, I feel like my children would say something like that to me. It's like, why can't you just love me? Like you love your drugs. It's, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like there, there's yeah. just that kind of innocence. And, and I th- feel like that's, that's probably intentional because it's, yeah, like if you understand addiction, then you kind of get that people can hate things and still be very much in their thrall. It's kind of addiction 101. And this song, it's kind of pulls back from that and it's a little bit more innocent. But yeah, great, great song. There you go. All right, let's do it. What we got next, Matt? Up next, we have I Hate People Like That. Don't you want me? I'd like you more if you could save me. 
everything I should care It's not my problem I call you when I want some But I forget the reason why you think I should care I hate people like so listening to that there was only one thing i could think of and it was yeah baby it's me prowler oh, oh my lord yeah there we go i'm prowler. i got away from jenny's bushes just a couple of years and say hello Prowler, is it true that you have made some recent visits to the Outback? That is true. <laughs> I can't get enough blooming onions. Oh, okay. Oh, you just went to Outback Australian... Steak. You just Outback Steakhouse. You didn't actually go to Australia. Just oh Outback no, Steak. I have no money to do that. Very okay. expensive to get. Very, to it is a pricey. It is pricey. Gareth, do you guys have an Outback Steakhouse in Australia, or is it just called Steakhouse? We do. We do have an Outback Steakhouse, and it's it's a bit weird. I, the first Outback Steakhouse I went to was uh, I went to Thailand for my honeymoon, and I went to one there, and it was kind of like an American idea of Australian food passed through a Thai filter. Um, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was a bit bit strange, and it didn't really feel like home, but uh, but sure, yeah. I don't even know what a bloomin' onion is. To be honest, so that's that's not a thing that you guys are just chomping down on the norm. That's, okay, that's not a thing. We did have a couple of prime ministers back. We had one of our prime ministers filming himself biting into a raw onion for no good reason. Don't don't do that. That sounds like a terrible yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. So what what is a blooming onion? All right. So you are correct. <laughs> Americans uh, just love a gimmick. That's it. And we we're like a, a whole country. Perfect. That's what we're going to use. You know, what's something that hasn't been on any menu before? Well, what if we like julienne and onion, but keep the core intact so it kind of feathers out like a flower? Then we bread the whole motherfucker and deep fry it for like seven minutes so that you can pull the petals off and then dip the petals into remoulade sauce and then shove it in your face. It's easily 2,000 calories. Um it is disgusting, and I've had a couple of them in my lifetime. That is that is madness. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, it's just sheer madness. Yeah. All right. That's yeah. That's that's not a thing that we do. I can't imagine. <laughs> Why would they? Yeah. Um. So I I, I hate yeah. people like that. Just oh yeah, the <laughs> just song. Bring it yeah, back. that's right. Yeah, yeah, we have a song. This was the first single off this album. And Ooh. from from listening to some interviews, they label really signed these guys as a complete package. Like these guys had an EP out, they had self made videos for it, uh, and they basically went, you know what? It's two thousand and three, it's the come down. But these guys have kind of got all their shit together. Let's just let's just put them in a studio. It's you know low cost, low effort, uh, and they only really had two demands. So one demand was write a single. Uh, and put on a fucking shirt. Uh, and this is the result. So, yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. 
I feel like it's a very relatable song that, um, you know, if you want to hate people like that, like the people I hate are probably different to the people you hate. But people like that, like, as long as you don't get into, like, you people or anything right. like that, and that's when mm. your, your hate becomes irresponsible. That's right. This, um, I wrote in my notes, this is a bouncy riffer, a bouncy ripper. It's got a groovy synth line. It's a party time, but jerk style. Some cool riffing over another synth siren at 210. And then, yeah, I did have that thought of like, who is the people that he's talking about? Well, you get to the music video. Guys, it's these fucking suits. <laughs> Lawyers fucking with their ties, walking around like a bunch of zombies. They don't want nothing to do with that. So the band's performing. And uh, these suits are just walking around them, and then they start walking into the band, knocking them down, knocking over the cymbals. Lead singer looks around as he gets up, notices these suits. They're skittering around on the ground like they're zombies or vampires. He then starts screaming into their faces and then knocks them all down. Then they slowly get up and they run away. Why? Because rock and roll wins again, baby. These suits can't take it. They're ties. They're brooks brothers those fancy shoes get out of here this dude if you let this guy in jerk he'll perform butt ass naked <laughs> i can tell he's the type of guy that he's like give me the give me the give me the wave give me the motion i'll just start removing articles of clothing no rules. i don't need it no rules just right which it. i do believe is the outback steakhouse motto yeah i think you are right it is it is that although if you were to roll into an outback with no shirt or shoes on, they would then say, it's no service. No service. They say, nah, get out of here. And then you say, do you know who I am? Right. And they say, oh, you're Australian. Sorry. Come on in. <laughs> well, yeah. Once you once you hit them with the accent, they go, Pff. yeah, our bad. Yeah. Our bad. Yep. <laughs> Let us Come feed in. you the most authentic Australian food. Do you want to start with a <laughs> loaf of pumpernickel bread? The loaf of Australia? Because <laughs> you're going to get it. You're yep. going to get it. It's the uh, you want some sweet buttercream butter? They, here you go. Mm. Super just Australian. Like, just like an Australian Oh, is that men grandma. at work playing? Yeah. Why, yes, it is. That's right, baby. So this song, I actually dredged up a media release that has been archived by our National Library of Australia, which I thought mm. was pretty cool. I'm not exactly sure who wrote this, but it seems um, like maybe someone in the media team might just read a bit. So it says, Forget everything. Forget all those lame, tame losers in the hard music realm who try to tell you that A, they're cutting edge, and B, that what they're doing will physically destroy you and anyone standing in the general area. They're all lying. All except jerk. They hate people like that. (laughs) National Archive. Yeah, you've got so this archive. Is, it. This is never lose forever. it. Never lose that. I love it. Everyone else, bunch of fakes, bunch of posers, bunch of fucking phonies. Let's let's be real. Let's let's use the slang. Bunch of bogans. Total bogans. Total bogans. <laughs> bunch of roughies. Bunch of roughies. That's right. You don't want the, that. The bad. Jerk. The bad version of cunt. Whatever. <laughs> the bad version. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
in, in the U.S., it's all just bad versions of cunt. But my understanding yeah. is in Australia, there's many weird. layers. There's many weird. layers. Fine with it. Let, uh, let it's me a blooming onion of cunt dragons. over there. It's way yeah. different. So, um, yeah, bogan bogans are kind of a funny thing. Like some people think it's it's a bit pejorative and it's a bit classist because you know bogans tend to be from you know working class kind of suburbs and things like that. But at the end of the day, a bogan is just someone who just doesn't like highbrow shit. Like if you go to the footy, if you love a V8, like you're a bogan. And I'm definitely more that way than, oh yeah, let's go to see the opera or whatever. So, you know, happily claim myself as a bogan. Um, but I used to live in a suburb called Canberra, which is in Canberra. Um, yeah, don't get confused there. Uh, and it was voted like the fourth most bogan suburb in Australia. And and I get it. I get it. Um, I overheard a conversation just going to our local Woolies, which is, I guess, our equivalent of like Kroger's or whatever. Um, there's a lady who's probably like, you know, 18, 19, standing in the car park talking to her mates. And she's just like, oh, my fucking house got robbed the other day, eh? And the others are like, oh, shit, that's so good. And she's like, oh, but, you know, fucking people have been so helpful. Like, every cunt has been so helpful. And I mean every cunt. My parents, my sister, every cunt. And that's Bogans. Like, you know, we're, it's fine. We're just not going to sit there and go, oh, I can't say that word. Uh, I, I will work that word into my everyday speech anyhow I can. Even in uh, reference to my parents. My parents! Yeah, my, my family. Every cunt. Oh. Yeah, that, that, that was brilliant. I loved that exchange. All oh. cunts included. All of them. Yeah. All of them. And every, and every cunt yeah, I know. It's, yep. you know it, it's something that you do. Like You might walk into a room full of your friends and just go, hey, cunts. But it's just not... Not offensive, and it's very rarely used in the other way, but, you know, sometimes. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that, that mm. you know what, that does, to tie it in, this definitely does change up a little bit of, um, as I was recently revealed myself as a bit of a Guy Ritchie head, and that guy loves to throw the C word around, but usually in a pejorative, so. Yeah, I mean, we, we use it that way as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, if there's someone out there who's just pretty detestable, you might be like, yeah, that fucking cunt. If you really don't like someone, you might refer to them as a shit cunt. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. We have that, ways of making it more offensive when we need it to be more offensive. That, it's truly, truly compacting those two together. That doesn't. Mm, mm. Um, believe it or not, we've got a few more songs. Huh? Mm. Yeah, man. This one sounds like it might be, uh, might be about some shit cunts. I'm just going to say it. This is called My Friends All Lie. When I'm drowning, no one's gonna give a 
That's a catchy one, right kind of when you need it. Um, kind of had the the sulky, bass-heavy one here. Now we got kind of an upbeat, poppier, poppier track. Friends All Lies, not as heavy, but everything's there. These guys are doing the I, damn thing. I really got new as fuck vibes from that, that whispery pre-chorus. I said, no one's going to suck me alive when I'm drowning. That's yeah, super new oh, to yeah. me. Absolutely. Very new. I got to say, these guys keep bringing me back to a party pit which is funny yeah. because the vo- the lyrical content is not a party but everything else around it total party like you're down there and you're just like man this guy's going through some shit but i'm having the time of my fucking life i mean this riff i wrote my notes is this a jump to fuck up riff is because that's how i felt it but i wanted to read the room yeah if i'm in that pit and this comes on, I'm just sitting there, I'm nodding my head, I'm biding my time while he's doing that whispery bit. And then when that guitar drops, I'm getting the fuck up on my old ass ankles and really feeling it the next day. Yeah. Not going to lie. There you go. Matt? I definitely feel this is a party pit happening here. I like I like the energy, good vibe, but you are right. These lyrics, hey, if the beat's all right, we can dance all night. Um, so no, I, we, I we, like songs about friendship. Um, some really good new metal songs about, about friendship. Friendship, <laughs> friendship yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel I, like I'm I'm a bit torn on this one because, like, you guys are performers, so I mean, you're probably no stranger to crippling self doubt. It, oh, yeah. it happens, um, mm-hmm. and sometimes you do need friends who tell you that you're the greatest. And you don't want to doubt those friends and go, fuck you, you're lying. But then you also need friends who can constructively criticize because otherwise you just end up so far up your own ass that you... Um, are insufferable, yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you truly um, are a shit cunt. That's yes. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you don't want friends who will let you drown. Ooh. That's right. That's, that's, that's some true. Phil Collins shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. I definitely look at this as one of those ones where I was like, all of these songs, they they have a personal level to them, but still feel like relatable as a whole. He's managed to to thread that needle of specific personal, but makes it to a wider audience, uh, which, as we know, cannot always be done. It's a tough one, uh, but I think this guy nails it. There was a comment on songmeanings.com for this song, from the commenter distraught who said this is one of jerks best and i've never heard anyone sing like this guy does so they might be distraught but they love this song this one had a music video and guys let me tell you there's there's a moment when you're watching a music video and you're like is this video gonna be good or is this music video gonna be bad 
Mm. But there's always one way you know that this video is going to be good. That's right, Matt. It starts off with a rotten apple. But that rotten apple is filled with worms. <laughs> oh, worms. In the international sign for a quality video. Oh, man. If you got worms at the start, I'm like, oh, yeah. This is it. We're all set. This is th- There's no way this could go badly. And I was right. School-age kids lip-syncing the lyrics. Band performing in a school gym. Camera spinning around them. Everyone looks new AF. Then the kids start throwing dodgeballs at them while they're performing. Ends with the kids pulling the lead singer in a car and then driving into a fire tunnel to hell. Jerk has a real visual motif of people wanting them to stop playing. Yeah, which is funny because I want them to keep playing. I guess that's just how they stay grounded, you know? They but yeah, I mean, to get a better booking agent, really. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they like, why am I playing at this high school during I, the middle of the day? I, <laughs> I need to stop playing about around nurses who demands <laughs> me to stop. Oh, well, you shouldn't play yeah. so many hospitals. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that's jerk's problem. That's yep. their problem. Stop playing business meetings, guys. <laughs> yes. You need to I be on I, a my... festival stage. Yeah. Yeah, get these. I mean, get these boys on Ozfest around this time, and yeah, sky's the limit. Absolutely. My favorite thing about this video is at the end. So there's two Jonathan. So Jonathan being the lead singer, um, there's two versions of him in this clip. There's him as jerk performing. Uh, then there's him as a teacher at the school. So the first verse we get the kids lip syncing the song in the second verse we see that he's standing over them and whispering the lyrics into their ear and then by the end um he just kind of goes and sits down for a yearbook photo and then it cuts and it morphs into like his original yearbook photo from high school which is pretty good it's not as good as say Stephen tyler's yearbook photo but it's good yeah, that's a, that was a nice that was a nice touch as well. You know, which I, I did feel want just more makes, worms. You always want more worms. That's the. But thing. then, but when I think about it, I think like I want every film clip to be what's that floor song with the mm-hmm. yeah you know, young lady yeah. wakes up in her undies and charging yeah. through the the bush and yep oh yeah there's mm-hmm. a guy under worms and then there's a mud guy and they're all kind of chasing her and yeah that, yeah that that's my my high watermark for oh that's for I think that's. Video. Like, that's the peak of worm cinema is the use <laughs> of that in the flaw video which i got to ask the guy about when toomey had him on his show and he was like yeah real worms and i was like the there it is ever heard. There asked it is. and I answered yeah um I, I feel like we might have um slightly forgotten as well to just talk about the looks that these guys have because they oh, weren't really shit. in liner notes but these guys have got some great great looks yeah so, walk us um, through yeah okay so so jonathan who's the lead singer he's doing a bit of a classic billy corgan just completely shaved head sometimes has eyebrows somehow sometimes doesn't he's got facial piercings like everywhere like a dozen of them and then he's dressing in like black leather suits he's got big cenobite vibes on some of the tracks shirtless cenobite vibes on other tracks so he's got a great look yeah uh, charles the guitarist has a pineapple so, you know, kind of shaved up to a point and then straight up on the top of your head. Oh, yeah, sure does. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And some eyebrow piercings. I think Lino probably has the best hair. He's got – do you guys have – you guys have mullets, obviously. Do you guys yes. have skullets in oh, the yeah. US? 
Yep. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he, he's got a skullet that's also dreads. Yes. Hockey um, exists here. So um, yeah. Yeah. The okay. mullets and skullets are still a thing. Beautiful. That's yeah. We we have rugby league, and that's uh, and yeah. We we have a couple of different forms of footy, and they're all kind of mullety at various points in time. Uh, and he also has a long goatee and no eyebrows. So fantastic look. Um, love what Lino's doing. Lamar seems to go like a bit of a Mr. T. So mm. sometimes mohawk, but then mm. with like the mohawk connects into some sideies and down into a beard. No notes. These guys are just perfect, like era appropriate. If you saw these guys walking down the street, you're just like, what band are you in? What what new metal band are you in? Because there's just no chance that they're doing anything else with their time. But the thing is, if you do approach them, they're going to make you go to the show, and after that show, full body cast. You'll be broken. But at least you get the... I don't even know if they're nurses. They kind of just look like ladies dressed up for Halloween as nurses, and maybe that's why he's not getting the medical care that he needs. They did look a little Ooh. bit panicked when he started, like, you know. They were like, do we know what to do? I don't know. <laughs> you like, know? They just like, told us to look after this guy in a full body cast, and it seemed like an easy job, but now he's, like, snapping his legs, and yeah. what is this? Yeah, like yeah, I, just, I feel sorry for those girls. Like, I just yeah. yeah, is this the level of care we want to provide at this hospital? Yeah, you know. Uh that might be it. Yeah, but you get what you pay for. That is true. Uh all right. We've got another song with some lyrics I cannot wait to talk about. This is Injection of You. I think it's time to do some new metal math, Lauren. All right, man. I'm glad that you asked about that new metal math. All right. Get your pens and paper out, everybody. Start adding it up right down. We got some piss on piss. <laughs> then we got some kiss on kiss. It's a simple math that on this spit on spit, take this hit. I'll make you a deal. You give and you get. I got to tell you, that is the messiest new metal math that we have ever dealt with on this show. <laughs> if you love water sports and math, this song is for you. It's for you. But I, I mean, I got to tell you, you got to you maybe get some 
get some measuring cups, maybe some graduated cylinders. I don't know, man, because when you're Can measuring Meyer flask, get them just out. Get them. Get them out. Piss on piss. Kiss on piss. Kiss. On piss. Kiss on kiss. All right. But then you also got some spit How on can spit. You just a fucking writing session on that. I was like, piss on. Piss on. Piss hey, buddy, on. what you working on? What you working on? Oh, just what my lyrics. Just oh, yeah? I have a weird Canadian accent, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, me too. Yeah, uh, I don't yeah, know why. Just working yeah. on my lyrics. Uh-huh. See, yeah, I'm uh-huh. in the process of doing this. Uh, okay. Piss on piss. There's the first one, eh? And oh. then uh, what are we going to do? Ooh, Kiss what, what, what type of song is it? Ooh, well, uh, it's a good one. Good, it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> was it a good one? You working on a good one? A good song. Good song. Wait, oh, wait, thank it? God. I, now, bit, all bits aside, I love a song like this. I really do. I like the way that it's. I love that piss, guys. I'm a real piss head. Oh, no, it's um, a piss head talk. Oh, no, hey. I love. This is a very Nine Inch Nails nod, like, oh, the quiet song with a build up. Yeah, perfect. Love this. This is, this is very much in my uh, in my my cue zone. I really liked it. The the drop comes when it needs to. We get the guitar sounds because well produced album. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Yeah. Um, like that build. Like the way he's singing, but it's very. This one felt a little more alt industrial than new to me. Um, but that's only because I, I got the major Nine Inch Nails vibes from this one. I got Marilyn Manson vibes too. And I wrote in my notes actually that if you are somebody who's found yourself in a situation where you don't really want to be involved with Marilyn Manson's music anymore because of mm. you know recent situations, this more than does the job for you. Plus it's got piss on piss. Kiss on kiss. There's also a part later where I think they give sweat on sweat. This this is one of the moistest songs we've ever done. Easily. I mean, it also has everyone's favorite, the album title in the song. The lyric is, your body's my playground where pure is defiled. And I'm like, let me tell you, if we got piss on piss, kiss on kiss, spit on spit, and sweat on sweat, yeah, that pure is definitely defiled at this point. <laughs> Get a towel. I love how horny this song is. It's incredible. Like, I, oh I, yeah. I, I love that you kind of you're starting with pissing. Like you kind of like <laughs> just, you know you're starting let me get there. This out there. Yeah. Do, mm-hmm. do you want to do you want to cuddle? Like do you want to do you want to hug? Do you want to you know lie down and we can watch something together? It's like no, just straight into the piss. <laughs> and it's like oh shit, I should have kissed you first. Let's rewind a bit. I'll, I'll kiss you now. Yeah, like I, I love how horny this is. I feel like you can't really sing it. Like I feel like you've got to grab a microphone stand, probably have a mesh shirt on or no shirt on, and you've got to kind of take that microphone stand and make it your lover. Mm, I don't like I the word lover it. either, but yeah, like I, I kind of see, I think, oh, this one does have a film clip. Uh, this this was one of the 2001 EP tracks. So it's got a mm. self-made music video which is pretty awesome um you know it shows its age it's obviously made on a budget it's obviously made with 2001 tech um but fuck to be making your own videos and getting national exposure on your self-made videos that's awesome um there's a there's a mantra in this song so this is a bit of a feature of jonathan's songwriting is that every now and then he'll kind of repeat a phrase over and over again 
in this one. Um, so Matt, do you want to queue up uh, one minute 50? Uh, mm-hmm. The mantra in this one is I can quit any time I want to, which mm-hmm. we've gone from the childlike um, take on addiction in um, love your drugs to this being like, yeah, I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that I can quit any time I want. That's a good one. Yeah, such a good girl. Um, so yeah, this one this one is probably going to make my sex playlist. But I know that your listeners love uh, a sex playlist, so I thought that I would throw out some recommendations to just Ooh. throw a bit of Aussie flavour into that playlist. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So first up, I mean, this one's pretty obvious, and I think you guys probably have this in excess. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Need, need you tonight. Oh, such a good song. Such a ten good out song. of ten. And ten out of ten song. Michael Hutchins, sexy man. You could pretty much put all of their songs on your sex playlist, but definitely need you tonight. Never tear us apart and taste it. Some presets. Talk like mm. that is a good sex playlist. That's kind of like a. I get um, Bruce Springsteen. I'm on fire vibes. So that's a good one. Uh, Josh Abrahams, um, not to be mistaken for producer guy josh abrahams we had a um an electronic producer guy he had a song called addicted to bass which shit good stuff good early 2000s australian beats um ocean grove i know you guys well i know lauren's an ocean grove yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. um ask for the anthem that's just got good beats good times Mm -hmm. this is a funky groove band from the 90s called skunk hour I recommend Sunstone by them. In Heart's Wake, have you come across them in your listenings, Lauren? I don't believe so, no. They kind of, they started out as more of a metalcore band. 2020, they put it in an album that's new as fuck. There's a song in there called Crossroads, and it's kind of, he's on tour and he's meeting this girl and he's kind of thinking about the life that they could have if they were, you know, doing the thing together, but they have to go their separate ways. He has to go back to Australia and tour there, and she has to tour the States. And then I rediscovered, uh, did the Cat Empire ever make it to your shores? No. 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 Oh, okay. So the Cat Empire, they're hard to describe. They're kind of like a ska slash jazz slash hip hop slash, like it's everything in a melting pot together. Um, it's just a bunch of dudes from really different backgrounds, got together, formed a band and recorded whatever the fuck they wanted to. Um, it's all got a bit of a Latin vibe to it. So if you've got that on on your sex playlist, your hips are definitely going to be you know, doing some little sideways things and, you know, what have you. That's that whole album. Just put that on your sex. Don't even have a sex playlist. Just put on the Cat Empire, their debut album from 2003. Um, and you're taken yeah. care of. You're taken care and, of. And that's it. Yeah, you, you're done. That's that's you sorted. So, yeah, hopefully that will, you know, just just bring a bit of an just Aussie flavor to nice some sex playlists for people. A little brighter. That's right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and you've presented a couple of scenarios there. I don't want to overlook the fact that you presented a scenario of going and having sex on the beach. You know, bold move. There's a lot of sand out there. 
Oh, know, yeah. Like, like you know, yeah. It's, I, I don't like the logistics of it. Like, I, I don't even like the idea of sex and water, like, because I'm just like, no, that no, it makes yeah. no sense. No. It's water is not lube. That's what that's you know. jacked off. Matt, Matt. <laughs> water is not lube. It's tail as old as time. Tail as old as time. Tail Maybe as old that's as why these boys needed um, video hits to, um, yeah, provide buckets right, for provide lube. that lube. <laughs> Should right. we do the next song? Oh, dear. We, Maybe. we probably should. Maybe. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Up next, Disintegrating. Just fucking four years earlier. Yeah. Yeah. This one, I think this one was on the EP as well. So this, they originally released in 2001. So if they'd had that label support at that time, like, yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, there isn't anything that I've heard on here that is like missing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just timing. What did I just watch? I just watched um, the podcast with Neil Brennan. And he talked. He was talking to Hassan Minaj, and they were talking about like market research, and it's kind of the job of market research to see if your product matches market interest. And sometimes you just find out like it's a great product, but nobody needs it yet. It's kind of like the internet in '92. Like it's gonna be something, but not yet. This just feels like. It certainly would have been a lot bigger in 99, 2000, 2001. I mean, from a state's point of view, like, I feel like this could have broke here. Like, it does oh, not, so. it does not feel out of pocket, but I want to say, like, let's see, 2003 modern rock. I know we do this every time, but. Well, okay. Off the top of my head, this is prime, this is prime Switchfoot era, okay? Right. So I know Dare You to Move is out there, meant to live. So people are all about Switchfoot. 
because that's what 2003 was all about, right? Switchfoot. Well, top top rock songs. So this okay. is not even like metal, but like okay. top rock. Trapped, Headstrong. Okay. Numb, Lincoln Park. Yes. In 2003, Faint, Lincoln Park. Yes. Okay. Saliva, Always. Are you going to be my girl, Jet? Mm-hmm. Still frame trapped, Seven Nation Army, White Stripes. I am the highway audio slave, somewhere I belong, Lincoln Park, so far away, stained. Then it's Chevelle, Three Doors Down, Three Days Grace, Foo Fighters, Audio Slave, Perfect Circle, Cold, Offspring, Queens of the Stone Age, and Audio Slave to wrap up the top 20. Yeah, this is a little, yeah, this is a little just missed it because, yeah, that nobody's looking for this goth industrial guitars with a new metal sensibility that's kind of grimy with lyrics like disintegrating, my bones are showing and my mind is broke. People aren't looking for that. Like you said, you brought up that Audio Slave song about the highway. Which, yeah. Oh, boy. Audio oh boy. Slave. Yeah. So this one, I enjoyed this one. It does have a music video. And it's just the band performing, and it is still creepy and unsettling in an incredible way. We're getting mega vampire vibes from the lead singer here. Band performance shots make them look totally unhinged. Some of the effects make it look like he is actually disintegrating. I wrote good video. And this is one of the self-produced ones from 2001. So, yeah, these boys could do it all. And I think that is like... It's a testament to their their graft, their hard work, and their talent that got them this deal. Because I think in two thousand and three, like these guys were on Epic, which is a Sony imprint. Like they must have been pretty aware that this sort of music was was on the way out. But because these guys just had it all in the pocket, they're just like, "Come to LA, record with Beavis, and knock out an album. Let's see where this goes." Like I think this was. Yeah, just really a testament to these guys being out of time, but so good at what they're doing that someone took a chance on them. All right, Matt, what do we got next? Killing me, killing you. It's an ABBA cover.
this song has a little bit of swing to it. I think it's a perfectly placed mid-album song. Not the best, not the worst. And it has this lyric. You're bad news. I'm bad news. We're going to kill each other. (laughs) Having that awareness is so important. So, so important. If you see that in a relationship, you're like, I need to pump brakes here. I need to reassess. I, I am very sad that I came on this dinner date with this couple. <laughs> yeah, you're sitting there like, oh boy. Catherine, we, ju- we gotta get the fuck out of here. I know we just got the Bloomin' Onion, but we gotta go. Oh, yeah. Got a call from the old sitter. Time to She's go. Gotta go. What's wrong with her? She's dead. That's why we're leaving. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> It's a real 90s movie. We'll see you in a bit. Yep. See you in a bit. See you in a bit. They definitely are filling. They're they're doing the damn thing. I'm I'm loving what's going on here. Again, I'm kind of getting that industrial vibe again. But it's, but it's a little sleazier. Like it's a little fuzzier, a little more pushed out. It's not as bleepy bloopy. So I guess it's mm-hmm. kind of in that Manson range too. But there is a lot of new in here. But it, it's kind of, it's it's a mix. It's definitely a mix. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Gareth? Yeah, I definitely get that too. I think a lot of this album, it's kind of, um, it's almost like a Venn diagram where you've got new and you've got industrial and you've got that kind of sweet spot in the middle where it's a bit of one, it's a bit of the other. I'm not much of a genre guy. Like I don't like to kind mm. of gatekeep and just say hard, like, yeah, this is only this. Like I feel like this sits in the new camp. It sits in the industrial camp. This one's a bit of a, a mid-tempo one. I don't love mid-tempo stuff. There is a really sick bit. Uh, we've got another mantra in this one. Mm. At 2.36, I'm not even going to say this one. I think we'll just let it speak for itself. All right, here's 2.36. Let's get some more tricks at the bar, baby. This one, yeah, like I kind of, after a few listens of this one, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, it's a bit mid-tempo, whatever. And then I'm like, oh, wait, this is the just like the fucks that beat you up one. I've got (laughs) to stick in. I've got to hear that bit because, yeah, it's just so good. Their songwriting is really good because, yeah, even if the song is mid-tempo, they're they're putting a lot of stuff in there that keeps you engaged. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, it's it's one of those things that lets you connect as well. Like, you're kind of talking to your mates, oh, have you got this new Jerk album? Have you had a listen? It's like, yeah, yeah. Have you heard Killing Me, Killing You? It's like, oh, is that the Just Like the Fucks that beat you up one? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just that, it's almost like a, a meme in a, a pre-meme era. It's just this thing that you can kind of latch onto and go, yeah, fuck yeah. You know, speaking of genres, we did not talk about genre tags. According Ooh, to the Wikipedia, oh, yeah. you've got industrial metal and new metal, but 
the new metal tag has citation needed listed next to it. Oh, take that. Hey, Wikipedia, cite us, baby. This is new AF. All right. (laughs) Okay. You need a citation. Roach Coach just gave it to you. There it is. There it is. We should probably get Uh, to the next one. We got about six tracks to go. Let's do it. It's sucked in. I don't want to turn it down because I know it's coming. It's coming, baby. Chef's fucking kiss. Steal from the best. A little Static X chorus. Mm -hmm. I'll never mind that. No, let me tell you guys. This is a party. This is a party band. You just have to take into into account that you may end the night in a full body cast with inadequate medical care, but it's going to be worth it because the songs are sick. Uh, it's great. It's it's great. Actually, we do need to go to 139 for the motherfucker come on down part. All right. Here we go. 139. This is that's the alternate reality in in instead of when Bob Barker retired and they had not cast um, Drew Carey, they had had Wayne Static host Prices. The Price is Right, (laughs) motherfucker, come on down. (laughs) You're the next contestant. (laughs) Oh man, on my first few listens to this, that "Come on Then" bit sounded like "Come on Now," which just gave me like South Park. Come on now, (laughs) and it brought me so much joy. Uh, uh, one comment on songminions.com from Dragon Seeker who said, damn great song. Just makes you want a headbang. Sure does. Sure does. I, I wrote that this is an absolute fucking ball terror and I stand by that. There it is. Um, yeah, th- this is my shit. Like if I was going to go out dancing back in the day, it was before 10 PM, be with Tony Gray's mobile disco at the RSL club. Later in the night, I'm going to drum and bass clubs. So this is just that two-step yeah. classic. Love it. 
I, you know, I always love hearing about that. That seems to be something I never got to experience in my going to the bars, going to the club days where it was like, oh, you'd go to this one that played this certain type. Because I remember when I was in college, it was like you went from the bar that was playing Usher, yeah, to the other bar that was playing Usher, yeah. And that was your options, you know, with a little bit mixed in of maybe some get low in the middle of it, um, maybe some 50 cent. But that I was, was gonna say weird. I was gonna say like there's a lot of to the window to the walls that is mm-hmm. also yeah. happening during that time period. Yeah, and uh, I was friends with a DJ who was really into house at the time, and I mean obviously his day came, you know, in the later 2010s when dance music more infiltrated that era. But he would try to work in house tracks, and let me tell you, never worked. Led balloon. Oh, one time he was like, you know what? I'm gonna work in Armin van Helden Common full moon and i was like great song it's not gonna work it uh, it cleared the floor cleared the floor and if you guys know arma van helden full moon that's a fucking banger but that's not where the people were at not not in usher yeah era that's for sure yeah, what do we got i, I checked the charts oh. for this one and mm-hmm. uh 50 cent into club number one when this came out so there it is yeah that, that's there where we're is. at this was the song that was in um the two EA sports games. Yeah. And there are a lot of, a lot of YouTube clips of this one. Everyone, lots of comments. Everyone seemed to agree that the vocals sound like Manson and that this song gave them the edge and the focus that they needed to win races in need for speed underground. So there we go. My favorite comment though, NFS jam said, it seems like new metal actually is short for need for speed underground metal. Had, yeah. had never taken that into consideration. We take you to the writer's room. I think I fucking got it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I, I love – one of my favorite things – I like cringe. Like I, there's some stuff that I just can't come at, but I love when someone comes into a room and tells a joke and it falls flat and they assume that no one heard them, so they say it again with more emphasis. Um, oh, I'm that fucking guy. I am the worst. Oh, uh, yeah, like that—that that is me all the time as well. Why don't we true. go to the next one? Uh, yes. This is Say It. say that it's a song about having a disagreement with uh, a significant other and in a way it's very relatable but there's also this part of it that's maybe it's from someone who's having like some hearing issues because the lyric is i couldn't hear you from the other room what did you say come on tell me tell me and then they follow with if you got something to say fucking say it and i'm like is this actually a misunderstanding 
Is this the case where somebody was in the other room and they were like, where did I put those keys? And it's like, what'd you say? What did you say? And you're like, I wasn't talking to you. What'd you say? Fucking say it. Fucking say it. And I wasn't talking to you. I was just saying where where I put these keys. Why don't you say it? Fucking say it. I don't. I did say it. We can't keep having these conversations. I'm going back to read my book. If you say anything else to me, say it clearly. If you got something to say. Thank you. I could hear you then. (laughs) Say it. Say it. This one one felt the most middling to me. This one didn't do it for me. This one didn't punch my ticket. This This is the mid tempo one I wasn't into. Mm. Uh, although it did sound like they had the stanger snare rocking pretty hard mm. pretty metal thwack on that snare so there were some comments that i think maybe were deleted on songmeanings.com so we only got like half of the reaction but um i like this reaction all the same it's from distraught who we talked to earlier and they said hey ranger tom tooth you're so incredibly full of shit it's almost unbelievable just because someone is thin doesn't mean they can't fight or they're not strong. I'm thin, but I'll still kick your ass all day long. So apparently there was a comment made about whether or not someone was strong enough or I don't know. It may have been something about the lead singer not seeming like because he was thinner that he could fight someone. But distraught, he's thin. But he will kick your fucking ass. Believe you me. If we have nothing else to say on this song, you better say it now and I better be able to hear it fucking hear it can i hear it so i I love this song fucking say it gary i fucking love this song there it is yeah there you go i I actually really do this this was like my standout for the album because i just love the intensity and the aggression yeah i I think i love the spit it out like just (laughs) just fucking angry yeah i love it I think I can even coin a new boy on this one. I think this is a seethy boy. Ooh, a seethy boy. Mm. Yeah, because it's just kind of, it's like a snake. It's, uh, we got a saying in Australia uh, called madder than a cut snake. And this song's a cut snake. Like you cut a snake, it's fucking angry and it's going to lash out at you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, this, this did it for me. So um, yeah, and I like the sentiment as well. Um, for 2003, like if you got something to do, do it. If you got something to prove, prove it. If you got something to say, fucking say it. I think that's a great sentiment for 2003. These mm-hmm. days, I'm a little bit more like maybe keep your opinions to yourself. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's right. I, that that could go for a lot of people, you know. Yeah, like and and don't get me wrong. I want people to have opinions. Please have opinions, but just you know think oh just do i need to express that on twitter mm. you know what mm. i always i Probably think not. we're at a point now where i think a lot of people need to go to bed like you just can tell people are not getting a full night's sleep yep. and they just need to go to bed mm. and they'll feel mm. a whole lot better i can say that if you're sitting there and you're like feeling like just a certain kind of way i'm like you should go to bed this is clearly uh we should talk about this in the morning mm-hmm. let's yeah. go to bed go to i bed. don't think i don't think we're gonna make any breakthroughs tonight <laughs> that's right you, you should go to bed um, speaking of bed like it's 
it's two p.m. two thirty p.m. here. Just to draw back the curtain a little bit, I think yeah. it's what twelve thirty p.m. for you guys. Correct. Twelve thirty a.m. So yes, a.m. a.m. Yeah. So you know, we're up after midnight. So let's let's just move along. Oh, these oh, we'll dads! Do. These dads fucking party. <laughs> Yeah, baby, we're here. We're rocking. We're rolling. Let's do this. It's at 4 a.m. when the club closes. That's, That's right. right. And then I'm going Can... home for a two-hour crash. I'm back That's at right. six. Straight back. I'm going to watch some footy. I'm going to play my spinners. It's uh, <laughs> not what they're called. Oh, what does um, he say? Pokies? Gonna, gonna pokies? Hit, pokies? Hit the, yeah. Hit the pokies. You'd say, oh, I'm going to go hit the pokes. Hit the pokes. I'm going to hit the pokes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'll be wearing my rashy mm-hmm. for no reason. Yep. That's right. You know, I'm going to be, listen, guys, I don't have any coins on me because on my way here, I ran into an alien resurrection machine in a hallway and just had to pump some coins into it. And everything is wrong. There it is. Jerk's got the fucking heat, bro. I'm gonna just say it. I was like, okay, we're doing a we're doing a beautiful people rip. No problem there. Good choice, steal from the best. Then that chorus hits, and it's literally him screaming, "You're so fucking wrong. You're so fucking wrong." And it was like, why are jerk? You're doing it. Why are you the first people to think to do this? This is it. This is what I wanted. You did it. Instant classic. There I said it. Wrong's an instant classic. It's amazing. Yeah. I feel like this is like the one-two punch to say it. It's like, hey, hey, tell me what you're thinking. No. Wrong. Wrong. Shut the fuck up. Um, I definitely got uh, Manson vibes from this one. I also got like Rock is Dead, Disposable Teens, Mob Mm -hmm. Scene, and then I started realizing, is Manson just writing the same song every album? Like, I need to have a beautiful people on every album. Mm-hmm. maybe um but yeah 100 percent. there is a copy of this floating around on kazaa or limewire labeled as like a new manson song oh yeah i could see that yeah oh no yeah yes absolutely oh, yeah. yeah i mean definitely and also yeah that was the big that was the big slam against manson i remember after mechanical animals and everyone's like well he needs to come back we don't want the bowie stuff again and then he did Disposable Teens, and I was like, okay, you just rewrote Beautiful People again. I'm not necessarily mad about it, but it's very clear you've got, like, one lane. You know, I mean, I wasn't mad about that one. I wasn't mad about Mob Scene either. Yeah. Ripping off your best song. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> so Why not? 
that's what the yeah. people want. That's right. Yeah, this I, one's killer. I, I do have to bring something up. Um, like, Matt, you're a, a former Muse fan, or you've got, you know, the, the Muse discography up to a point where you're just like, no, nah, that's, that's yeah, not for Yeah, it ended at Black Holes. Uh, that's, that was the last one I picked up. Yeah, I think I might have gone... Actually, I, I'm probably like every second album after that. Like, okay. they have one where I'm just like, no, no. But then they bring it back. This most recent one, though, with the um, Will of the People. Have you heard that one? Yeah. Oh, it's it's tough. Yeah. Oh, it, is Muse, did Muse make a bad record, guys? Shut up, dude. Come on. <laughs> you, you, like, you, you like Matrix Reloaded. Motherfucker! <laughs> Look, yeah, I, I, they've always been kind of wonky and pretentious. Mm. But, like... Then, so I was a fan of Showbiz. But I thought it was okay. Then Origin of Symmetry hit, and I was like, I love this band. And then the following record I really liked as well. And I can't recall the name of that one. Um, uh, Absolution. Absolution. Really liked Absolution. And then kind of had my fill when we got to Black Holes and other revelations. I was like, okay, I think I'm good on Muse. I saw them live. I really liked it, but it was kind of like, the plane came in for a landing. I really don't need more. I've kind of got all I want. And then I keep hearing songs from them, and they're just more and more preposterous. It's just like, it, they're just silly now. I just, I don't know what they're doing. I, I'm always, like, I've had some good times. I went to see Muse um, and had a great time. So I'm always like, oh, new album, I'll give it a go. And like this most recent one, the lead single, like, it's just so transparently the beautiful people and it's not even like oh let's let's have the same cadence but with different words it's literally like will of the people beautiful people like it's uh the will of the people the will of the, pe- the, will of the people that's yeah it's yeah not happy about that one but yeah this song this song coming back to wrong this is good like it's um again like should we push for Jonathan to become the new lead singer of Marilyn Manson? Because mm. I think he could do it. I mean, and it would be controversial yeah. getting rid of the man named Marilyn Manson from the band Marilyn Manson. But well, I mean, I who's know. left though? Like, wasn't it just a bunch of ringers around him anyway at the end, though? Yeah, pretty much. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, I saw him um, in like 2008, and he had Tim Scold. Um, as his guitarist oh, that's right. that oh yeah that's right and there was yeah. these dudes in the pit just heckling him just every time he started playing something it's like Tim Skull that's not how you fucking play it it goes like this and wow. they were just like, yeah that was yeah that was a night I <laughs> yeah they when when they Manson toured with Jerk like that that's a dream gig you know even though it was probably on what what was Manson's two thousand and three? Was that Hollywood? Hollywood no, was yeah. like two thousand. Hollywood's two thousand, so it would have been um Golden Age of the Grotesque. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um yeah, that would have been a really good show. When I saw them, they were supported by a band called the Spazzies. Um <laughs> which which is a thing. I love it. Um and they they even at the time they acknowledged they're like, We don't know why we're supporting Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Because they're kind of like um, like pop punk, but like pop punk without the the pop hooks, just 
but not punk enough to be punk. <laughs> like, that yeah, sounds tough. We don't have any hooks, and uh, we're not quite pop enough. Um, Manson's on in forty minutes. Um, <laughs> get yeah, your yeah, get your beverages it was, now. It, it was yeah. bad vibes. Although I did find out fairly recently that Ali Spazzy, one of the the Spazzies, um, is a Nazi now. So maybe maybe they connected over some darknet forums and oh boy that's tough that's tough for them tough for us um and truly wrong that's right there it is that's why he's the best were you not entertained there we go yeah that was really sad and it would have been better if this song didn't start so quiet oh yeah this one's a a slow build yeah it's an eerie i wrote eerie opening do you know what this one gave me vibes of is that very last track on the fragile for those who've mm. listened to the end matt doesn't never know, know. What you're talking about I he's literally never, never he's know never been there he's never been there he's like don't know her don't know that part of they don't know them peter why do you deny me <laughs> oh you're oh ripe with decay that's the song look at you lauren want to watch the new trailer to the Silent Hill video game? We'll watch it right after. We'll watch it right after we watch the trailer for the remastered Resident Evil. The Umbrella Corporation is doing what it can to save the people of Raccoon City. Don't trust them. They caused this. Jill Valentine, I see you. <laughs> Barry. Okay, I'm I'm kind of done with this one. What is all happening? right? It, it's it starts rocking at about three minutes. It's one of those. That's a long, lo- That's a tough road. It's, to it's a long. It is this. Uh, this one seems to have some grim subject matter. It appears to be about abuse. Um. And I wrote in my notes, I could see how someone could find this first half very annoying, but the rocking has been so steady that I wasn't thrown by a short break. So when this happened on the album, I was like, you know what? They are due for a slowdown. And so I was fine with it on all my three listens. I was like, yeah, this makes sense at this point to have like something a little slow down. And then in the middle of it, they rock it back up again. So, um, I, I mean, my favorite on the album? No. But I was fine with this one. Gareth? Yeah, I like this one too. Like, it's it's a very slow burn. Um, but, you know, the subject matter, it's it's tough. And this is one of those songs, like, I'm lucky enough that I've never experienced abuse. And songs like this kind of give you that glimpse into that. Like, I got big feels from this one. Definitely got some sort of corn daddy vibes, but, you know, without the, the absolute mayhem that is daddy um you know there's some heavy breathing into the microphone at the end like it feels like this is pretty raw and emotional so yeah that that lifted it for me um and yeah not mad with having a bit of a a slowdown towards the back end here i just hope jonathan is is doing okay absolutely so we've got one more we have like a closing song and then we have 
Secret track. Secret track. So at this point, how respectful of the hard time is this album? Because I see like there's all these bonus tracks, which takes it to like an hour and four minutes. So I think if you remove those, you're probably around 50? 50, yeah. So it's a longer album, but you you got a secret track, so. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to blow it all away? Let's do it. This is something we don't see too often, you guys. This is a moody crusher. This thing, it's like a ripper, but it still has this like crow soundtrack bass line, but the riff is so tasty. And then this chorus owes a whole lot to the chorus of Nirvana's Milk It. I heard that the first time. It was like right there. And once again, steal from the best. So yeah, I thought this was honestly kind of great. Gareth mentioned it earlier in the pod where he said, I didn't know whether to do snake arms or put my arms up like a, like a wavy Davy. Cause this is definitely snake arm vibes. Like, yeah, we're, mm. we're going to do it. But then it's like, it kind of drops and it gets a little heavy and it's like, Whoa, don't want to break my arms. Might mm-hmm. have to go up. <laughs> might well, end up in a full body cast. Yeah, <laughs> I might right. end up in a full you body might. cast. That's the jerk promise, man. You're going to end up. So, yeah, I thought this was great. Gareth? Yeah, like it's a big stylistic shift. I got like God Says No era Monster Magnet, just that kind of chill stoner groove, just really laid back, vocals right down. And that's a really good thing because I fucking love that album. Like I know Dopes to Infinity, Power Trip, you know, Untouchable. I feel like God Says No belongs in with that. I know people have other opinions, but yeah, I I really like the vibe of this one. I love that they bring in some really crunch guitars. uh, And I feel like it's a classic closer. Like it just really finishes off the album. It's a great slow boy. Loved it. Matt? I'm good. I I think I I would be in the pit for this one and just like taking a second, relaxing a minute. Getting the, getting those lighters and then getting the lighter thoroughly knocked out of my hand and starting a fire. That's right. There's a strong possibility you're going to pull your lighter after this one, and then you will become the lighter, which is tough. Once again, full body cast. It's coming. It's coming. 
It's coming for you. So I feel uh, like we might have buried the lead a little bit here. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about the background and some of the other bands these guys had been in, but we forgot to mention the band that Jonathan started with. Do you guys remember when the Vampire Lestat was the biggest band on earth back in about 2001? Oh, yeah. They opened for Disturbed at a concert, but then one song in, I believe a vampire attack happened. They couldn't finish their set. Um, yeah, it was crazy. It was just like this massive rise to fame, and then it seemed like it was all just so the lead singer could like call out ancient vampires for their shit or something yeah i think well also i think he was just like can i just fuck some chicks on the ceiling please please give me a fiddle i'm gonna play this (laughs) fiddle so fast that the strings catch fire yeah and then Mm -hmm. i'm going to eat you because you saw me play the fiddle so fast that's right yeah was jonathan (laughs) you think i'm good on this fiddle wait till i do your cooch Uh, Bill, come down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. <laughs> uh, so um, I'm, I'm just now realizing as we're talking about this that uh, they filmed the Queen of the Damned in Australia, didn't they? They did. And they got actual musicians to play as the Vampire Lestats band. And Jonathan, who's singer of Jerk, is the drummer for the Vampire Lestat. Uh, fucking amazing. Chef's kiss. Amazing. It was beautiful. Yeah. Brilliant. And um, yeah, I, I can't believe that it took us two and a half hours to get to that Roach juicy, Coach promise. juicy Roach Coach fact. That's that's how we do. That's how we do. So if mm. you're listening to this on the CD, on the compact disc, you'd be like, is this over? No. You got a secret track. Secret track. And it is called Rise. Nothing more new metal than a cover. And this is a cover of Public Image Limited. Johnny ah. Rotten's um post okay. Sex Pistols band. All right. I'm I'm not that familiar with uh with old Pill. So okay. Well, I thought they did a great job 
and I wrote down the lyric. I could be wrong. I could be right. I could be wrong. I could be right. And I said, this is very true. So that's where I was at with my note. I have a feeling that you're going to like this version way more than the original Lauren. (laughs) Probably. I can tell you my experience listening just to the Sex Pistols. I I remember listening to that album and going, sure. Okay. All right. I'm going to just move on. I'll probably be okay. And so far, so good. Trucking through life. Uh, but I thought this was great. I thought it was a very good secret track. The guitar is sleazy. The guitar is prowling. The guitar is trouble. That guitar sounds like it's like, hey, you want me to buy you some cigarettes? And it's like, mm, no, I'm, I'm okay. You know, I'll buy you cigarettes. I'll go in the store for you. No problem. No, I'm an adult. That's fine. I'll buy you cigarettes. That's very pushy. In that way, in a sleazeball kind of way. I liked it. Uh, yeah, I like this one too. Um, I love covers that are like stylistically different. So this one's yeah. right up my alley because the original, I don't know, the original's got like a bit of an Irish folk lilt to it. Like it's it's a yeah, weird very one. Different. It's like, here we go. I could be wrong. I could be right. I can see that in a little, yeah. I just now I'm watching Lauren's face. What? Come on, Johnny. It's- I mean, you know what? The the vibes, it's two completely different vibes. You have the very one vibe, so. which is very much a, what I would describe as like sleazy underground club, trouble's going to be happening. And that version you just played me is, I believe Molly Ringwald is walking to her first day of senior year and she's not sure if she's going to have a date by the end of the year, but she's hopeful she's hopeful this is going to be her year, but if it doesn't even work out, next year she's going to college. She's going to stay college, okay? So it doesn't matter if these people don't like her because she's going to find herself once she gets out of this, but she just has to survive one more year of high school. Those are the two vibes. Very much so. Very much so. What a wacky year. What a wacky year, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Before we round this out, like – this is a cover, and I don't know that you guys ever circled back to Head PE's covers of 70s soft rock classics album. All right. I don't think Probably intentionally because... Okay, so here's, here's <laughs> what happened. That's much to say. Here's what happened, okay? It came out, and we had listened to a song on a Who's Tweeting episode. And I had said on that episode, I'm like, I... I'm excited for this record to come out. I can't wait to hear some of these songs. And I put the album on. I was driving around town and I was going to do some grocery shopping. And I think I got about three tracks in. And this song had been, I don't remember what song it was, but it had been reinterpreted by Jared and Company as basically like a reggae song. And I was in my car and I said, no. And I turned it off 
and I sent a text to Jenny and I was like, Jared turned this one song, I couldn't remember what the song was, into a reggae song. And she's like, that sounds tough. And I said, yeah. And when I finished my grocery shopping and got back in my car, plugged my phone in and the song came up and it was like, you know, hit play to continue listening to the song. And I was like, you know what? You can't do that to me. I'm a grown ass man. I can do whatever I want. And so I didn't listen to any more of it. I was like, nah, I think it was, I think ultimately it did not pan out for me as a listener. And I got to say that I don't know how much more they've done with it. I haven't really seen much action about it on their uh, Facebook. Normally they would be like, Hey, new record, check it out. And after it dropped, I did not see much push. So I don't know if it was also met with a large indifference as well, but, um, yeah, honestly, it's it's pretty much all reggae. Like I went into it and thought, yeah, I'm really keen for these reinterpretations, and it's all just kind of reggae. Mm-hmm. And it, it's disappointing because the Sabracadabra that they did for um, like one of the Sabbath tribute albums is amazing. Which you know, it's reggae, but he's kind of got that wacky, wobbly voice thing going on, like um, oh, like those other dudes that I can't remember. <laughs> Um, and then there's a screaming bit at the end that's just wild. And yeah, just none of that. And, mm. you know, it's fine, but not for me. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, there you have it. It's When Pure is Defiled by Jerk. We did it. We did and it. Now, we did it. We did it. And now it's the part of the show where we talk about canon talk. Talk about the canon. Gareth, you're our guest. We'll start with you. All right. So, yeah, I had a lot of thoughts on this one. I think, like, this is a consistently great album. Like, there's most of the songs, if you're doing them out of 10, they're kind of 7 to 9. Um, there's a couple of songs in there that are 10 out of 10. So, I, I think this is a fantastic album. I think it definitely deserves to be part of this journey. I don't think I'd put the whole album in just because at this point in the canon, so much has been done that I think that, um, you know, rather than looking for something that's kind of reliable and right on the money, you're kind of looking for the more extreme outliers. So I wouldn't put the whole thing into the canon. I don't know that it has like a particularly Australian flavor to it as well. Like if you told me that this was a US band, I'd be like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know that it gets that kind of novelty to it. But yeah, I mean, there's some songs that I'll talk about later. Okay, well, for me, I said, what a great album. Pretty much front to back, always rocking, stealing from the best but making it their own, sleazy synths, hot riffs, new metal AF lyrics. And at first, I was only thinking a couple of songs, but now I'm thinking the whole thing. That's what I said. Let's do it. Whole thing in. That's how I was feeling because every song was like, killer, great, love it. Next one, killer, great, love it. Awesome riffs. This guy's going crazy. Piss plus piss. All right? There is an argument to be made for all of it. So, Lauren, you are saying all of it. All of it. I'm, I'm not mad at that. And it's not my canon. <laughs> like, it's, I'm a guest in your house. Oh, don't let me come in and tell you what your canon should and shouldn't be. I'm, yeah, fully support. I was thinking that we were going to pull a couple songs. I, th- I definitely think that, um, you know... But then when you start to say, well, Matt, which ones? I go, well, I liked Just What You Need and Love Your Drugs. And I hate people like that. And I like Injection of You and Killing Me, Killing You. And 
say it's really good and wrongs. Now I'm just naming the whole album. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's kind of like once you get past three, you're in danger of put of just putting the whole album in. And I think there's like four or five here that you could put in. And when you get to five tracks on a twelve track album, it's just you got to put the whole thing in. I, I, I do think it's it. a, I do think it's an interesting outlier as a 2003 album. If it would have had the gift to go back in time, mm-hmm. I, I think this thing could have done a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. I think it's still I think it still holds up too, which is very interesting as well. Like I don't listen to this and think, "Wow, this is dated." Yeah, you know, I, I, I it definitely feels. It doesn't feel fresh, but it doesn't feel dated. It just feels like, yeah, this is a rock and roll record. Like, this is a mm-hmm. new metal record. This is an industrial rock. Kind of what you were saying earlier, Gareth, where it's like in the Venn diagram, the, the circles move, but new metal is one of those circles. So it's kind of like, I'm in. I like it. Why not? When pure is defiled by jerk. In the new metal canon, that's right, everybody. So if you're unsure about it, if you're like, is it not adding up for you? Get your graph paper out. Oh, yeah. Piss, bus, plus. I'm sorry. Piss, bus, piss. <laughs> Pity to piss, piss. piss. Kiss plus kiss. Kiss, spit. kiss your piss. Spit plus spit. And then I think sweat on sweat at a certain point. The nastiest little combo there. Only place it can go, the new metal cannon. That's right, baby. That's right, baby. And that means you are at the end of another episode of Roach Coach. Thank you so much for listening. Gareth, anything you want to plug? I don't know if you're online. You got anything? Anything you want to plug? Anything like that? So I'm more or less just a guy. I just I put food on my family. I don't have anything for me to plug. But what I would do is I'd throw out a plug uh, for the Baccio Death Trip podcast. They're another new metal podcast. They've got a great interview with Jonathan from Jerk. And there's some stories here, like he's got stories about touring with uh, with Draymond from Disturbed, touring with ICP, and going on TV as a promo to um, do some interviews for that. And the first thing he said is, oh, yeah, I might get up there with an Eminem T-shirt on. And then that filtered back to ICP's people, and they're like, whoa, fuck, who are these guys? Yeah, so there's some great stories, a lot of insight into the industry as a whole and working as a band. Um, Can't recommend it highly enough. So, yeah, have a listen to that. Um, Keep listening to The Coach. Love it. All right, perfect. That's right. Keep on listening. Keep on saying hello to us online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Roach Coach on all of those. And send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, Matt, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Gareth, thank you. Thanks, guys. It was a pleasure. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. It's not my problem.